Welcome back to the Geek Domination Podcast. We are now in the final section of today's podcast, which is our topic where we pick something that interested us throughout the week and talk about it in more in-depth. And Zane came up with a pretty interesting topic for us this week. Yeah, so with the advent that uh, Daredevil just dropped and Game of Thrones starts tonight, those are the big ones, we have the Flash ending in five episodes. We have Arrow ending in like four or five as well. We have, I think a little less, actually, three maybe Something for Arrow. Like um, Walking Dead ended Walking a couple Dead weeks ago. Two weeks ago or so. Yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of these franchises that people are obsessed about now. We were even thinking this wasn't really a thing uh, even just like five or six years ago. Um, there's been a couple series over time that have grasped people with such devout viewership that they feel the need to watch weekly and if they missed it on week they would were devastated the first time i remember this kind of occurring was somewhere in the middle of smallville's long 10 year long run Mm -hmm. um was when i started noticing people feeling that way uh i vaguely recall even um what was it called uh heroes Heroes had that kind of mentality. What was that one really popular show? <laughs> you know, when your brain's trying to just rack for a second, just, like, remember what it well, was I mean, thinking. you even, like, um, you had Heroes, you had yeah. Lost. Right, Lost. But, like, all of these kind of were, like, around 07, 06. Like, I've been, I don't really remember anything from the 2000s. Like, X-Files is probably the biggest one. Um, But even that, I felt like people weren't so ravenous for it that they were devastated if they missed an episode i think probably like game of thrones is huge and yeah so walking it i think arguably a bigger one than that is doctor who you're right yeah with especially with the the newer releases um i feel like many of the series from the older decades didn't have quite the same level of uh viewership and and more specifically just the obsession yeah the the obsession (laughs) that the modern ones have which i think largely has to do with the availability of streaming the old ones right Um, well i mean i think streaming plays a big part into all of this you're probably right just the fact that you know something someone like me who jumped on the flash train as late as i did but in two days but in two days i was able to binge stream the entire series and get caught caught up up completely yeah i mean i just went through it to a day technically a day and a little less right for all of daredevil um 13 episodes that's 13 hours of viewing i was able to smash out that's gross i only did yesterday episodes three through 10 went and did stuff came back or no three through nine came back watched like two more after i went and did stuff so like it's not like it was pure binge but there was definitely like five five or six episodes that was just pure binge right without breaks um yeah i'd say that's a big part of it is the binging ability because now that there's that addictive quality and that i feel like that also pushes writers to work harder to make you wish you could be binging there's some shows i know with that i watch and i'm just like one or two and i'm i can't i can't watch anymore because i get burnt out quick so i could see that well i've always said you know the fact that you know a year ago or even Mm -hmm. for the longest time just like i just was my brain honestly couldn't focus enough yeah to sit down and watch tv of any sort just because like my brain is is constantly in the need for substance yeah yeah and um, for the longest time i didn't get that from tv it was the fact where like i get too bored i'm not doing anything and that's you know for the same reason for the longest time that i wasn't a big movie person right 
See, I grew up. I remember my, most of my childhood was watching films. Um, right. Well, most of my childhood was gaming, just all see, the time, just doing that's, stuff. That, that's the same. Like, um, people nowadays are like, "Oh, kids need to go outside and stuff like that," which is kind of funny considering about ten years ago there was that giant scare that most parents were going through that like the society was sort of like it's dangerous if your kids aren't out being watched while they're outside they're gonna get taken right uh which actually i should say about 20 years ago because that was about the time that america's most wanted hit tv and that whole frenzy of like we need to monitor our kids kind of came into the forefront of people's consciousness um so kind of around that time my parents had that like slow dancing a little around the whole issue because my dad was a cop and he understood the and was aware of it so we kept having like whenever we went out it was always like we're not going to leave the square that was like the four major streets right. that surrounded my parents neighborhood and and then uh i don't know i just remember slowly just deviating where if it wasn't really nice outside we were just inside if it just was generally way too hot or below like 60 we were inside watching watching tv watching movies or playing video games it was one of those three so i i consumed a lot of that stuff when i was younger um but i wouldn't say it was really like an addiction quality until more recently yeah more recently really like until it was an insatiable kind of i mean i think like the the culmination of probably like looking back on the years the, the closest thing to a super franchise that we had in mm. the form of a tv series was star trek and how much yeah. of that grasped people's lives you know like we look at like the reactions that's come recently since leonard Nimoy's death yeah you have the people like i think i, I might have told the story on podcast but you had someone from my dad's work who called yeah. in because of a, a, a death in the family yeah and it was because of leonard, leonard Nimoy. Nimoy. yeah he was too upset to come to work it's just like it might not have been to the level it is now, but you still have these these cult obsessions. There were yeah, there were small moments because you could even say the original Twilight Zone, not so much the one from the two thousands, but the the original definitely right. kind of had that kind of beloved feel. Um, but yeah, there wasn't a beyond like Stargate, I guess, kind of like the the few Stargates that have been out, um, kind of have the similar following. A lot of the sci-fi series had some. I remember Stargate, that. Um, Battlestar Galactica. Farscape. Farscape. Firefly to an extent. Firefly with their one season, but there's Fox just fucked that one up right. too much for that to go over anywhere. Yeah, I. As I think about it, though, there was still like generally the general populace never got excited about stuff. It was always very like niche. You had to be pretty damn geeky to get into those kind of binge fests. Um, but now things like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead have the general populace enraptured just in watching for no- numerous hours. And right. it's just, it's really weird. Um, kind of on the flip is even with film. Like we're seeing it develop, obviously. And Marvel has done a really stupendous job of maintaining a certain quality. Um, like you said earlier, they had a couple of missteps here and there, but they've really been able to maintain a solid pace and even a solid when structure. they're when they're bad, they're still pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, kind of in thinking of all this, what are your favorites currently? I guess we already know Flash. Flash. Um, you have Carter, which was here and that gone. That was good. Um, I, I mean, it's still technically relevant. Attack on Titan. We'll, yes. we'll see that ex- yes. exploding to here because we're probably what probably another year and a half. Yeah, from out season from two. any more anime coming out. Yep. Um, 
was never huge in Dragon Ball Z, but it was always something I could just put on and, and watch. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's really about it. I mean, like, all these, like, like the, the huge, like, like you said, like, general populist obsessions with, like, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, yep. like, all those, like, specifically, like, I kind of get why people like Doctor Who. I get it. I just have no interest. Exactly. Uh, Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, I, I honestly don't get the, the hype and just overall obsession. If you don't like yeah. the – like, to the point where it's like, oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. We're well, going to make an you idiot. a pariah. Yeah, well, you're it's, an idiot. It almost like, feels no? like they're going to make us pariahs for saying yeah. we're not interested. Um, Yeah, I think my favorites fall – I mean, currently. I'll say currently before I go back in time. But currently, you know – Daredevil was amazing. I cannot wait for the subsequent Jessica Jones and all those series. Um, Flash, you already know. Like we binge that as much as we can because right. that show is so good. Um, I was huge into Smallville when after I I remember watching a few episodes of like season one, season two when I was really little. Um, like two thousand two, so I was probably like twelve, maybe thirteen, somewhere like that. Um, and I remember getting back into it. I think it was season eight was airing and I got caught up through like six and then let it air completely and come out on DVD. And I was able to get through seven and eight, watch nine on air, watch 10 on air and hated the last episode, but loved everything after season five forward. Um, and then beyond that, I don't know. Agents of Shield is really good, but it wasn't like I need it. It yeah, was just it's, it's really kind good. Of, I've just never really there hasn't been enough in that show to make me feel like I need to watch. And it. like I, I keep recommending people, I'm like I feel like you need to watch the first ten episodes just strictly so you understand where these characters are at. But I also say that those are the worst episodes they made of that series. Right. So it's really hard to recommend that one because I'm like, you, it's the worst thing to recommend something that you know is awful to somebody and go like, look, I'm sorry, but like you just, I don't. There's no easy summary for those episodes. The easiest way is to just watch. Um, and there's a couple episodes in there that will pertain later in big ways, but that's all I can say about that. Um, I, I never was big into Lost. I understand why people love it, but I just never let myself go there. Right. <laughs> uh. I loved Heroes. I watched that with my mom all the time. I think when I was, was younger. too young for Heroes to really I grasp onto it when I was that. when it came out. It yeah, you were huge. probably about thirteen, because I, I, if I remember right, I was in my between sophomore and junior year when yeah. it started, and that's when my mom and I would sit down and just watch it because we were the two that like in the whole family that liked it and loved it. So we watched all of those episodes. Um, yeah, I don't really remember a whole lot beyond that. I think my dad was obsessed with Farscape for a while, and he loved Stargate. Um. But yeah, there's not a whole lot. Like, I can't think of a ton that I was like, this is my thing. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, least favorites? We obviously both <laughs> don't really – we get Game of Thrones, but we're, we're not going to trash it. It's probably decent writing, but right. it's, I mean, it's nowhere just, near our favorite or anything right. like that. Um, I mean, you and I have both discussed our feelings on Arrow. Yeah. Almost constantly. Constantly. At this point. We're fine with voicing that opinion. Yeah. Mostly because they just took a giant departure. Like, where Walking Dead was up front and like, hey, it's different from the comics. It's completely different from the comics in terms of where the story's going. 
cool, whatever. Right. You guys have fun with that. Hey, Game thanks of for being honest with us. Yeah, Game of Thrones, even with this last, this most recent season, it's going to split from the books. Cool, whatever. You guys can go enjoy that. And then Arrow, they didn't tell us it happened, and we're like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, Arrow should be behaving and like I mean, Arrow. We, we've talked about this too before, but like, one of my biggest problems is the fact for the longest time they were trying to Nolan Batman it in the sense where, oh, this is. None of this is this is all explainable by science and technology and silly shit and yeah. oh metahumans aren't a thing and then it just suddenly took that point where it's like oh yeah metahumans a thing. Which, also, flat or he's going to appear on flashes a lot, which is all about metahumans. Yeah, but he's still not a metahuman. And then like even in the comics, there was that whole like long period where they were like back and forth if Oliver had powers or not. They're like, no, he's just skill related. No, he might even. And eventually they settled on, yeah, he's a metahuman. He has perfect accuracy. That's it. And you're like, so his ability is his what super, he uses. His, super abil- his superpower yeah. is to be good with a bow. Or any throwing or shooting object in the world. Cool, whatever. But he's going to use a bow because he's trained in it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's Those are series. What series uh, would you like to just end? What do you feel like has been out there for a while and just should probably stop? Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. <laughs> Specific, um, I think either out of the, if we're going to just pick one, it's going to be Walking Dead. I agree. I'm right there with you. I don't – where would that end? Like, in my head, I'm like, where would it end, where, where would it go that it hasn't gone before? We've experienced so many host- – uh, from even just from a third party kind of, like, not really looking at it. I know generally that, like – They've had to endure betrayals within the group, outside the group. They've had to deal with competition of other groups surviving. Where does it go? Does it suddenly become hunky-dory? Like, where does this series wind up? I mean, eventually, probably the only way that will make it end well is everyone dies. Pretty much. Like that's. But like that's going to be an ending that just pisses everybody pisses off. Pisses everyone off. There's no – like, I've thought about it. It's a situ- they've, in a way, they've boxed themselves into either keep writing about the same kind of things – or kill off every character and make everyone mad. Like, either way, people are. There's only a downhill slope from here. There's no way out of making it like an okay thing. They can't just go, oh, we figured it out, done. Like, no, no one will be satisfied. No, I don't think you can really just figure this out out of nowhere because you've been doing it for the longest time. And at this point, you're honestly taking it in the wrong direction. Yeah. They have no intention of finding out what caused the, the, the zombieism. They have no, like, it doesn't seem like it's really going anywhere that would insinuate a positive ending so i don't know how they're going to solve that problem but like game of thrones generally i get the feeling from everybody the the anticipation that they that people bring to the table shows excitement for what more possibilities it'll do well also i mean you're looking at yeah walking dead what happens next walking dead is basically just going to be the same perpetuating storyline over and over and over again game of thrones at least has taken some source or some sort of drastic um, different storytelling and a yeah. different in direction over all the years it's been on. Yep. But yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, I don't know. It's just odd. Um, what kind of, what would you like to see kind of happen with different cinema? Would you like to see more cinematic universes or do you feel like there's just too many of them? I feel, I mean, on one hand, I do feel like there's too many of them. I feel overwhelmed currently. I'll say it that I, way. Yeah, I feel overwhelmed in the sense where there's so much. I mean, it kind of it's a good thing and a bad thing. There, we're at a period where there's just so much content 
yes just flat out content competing for your time right so i mean like you have you know let's look at this you have film yep tv shows hell you have web series web series music comic books even comic books video games literature in general yeah just, just every there's so much we cover it on a weekly basis we know we're right. the ones who are most inundated by this stuff we there's just so much out there that humans have created of a race to say like yeah. hey i like this thing and i made it you know it here it is enjoy it or dislike it and it's just kind of to this point where it's like there is so much out there it is exactly that overwhelming i mean like mm. you go just like there'll just be there as one that's like working on stuff and i just want to have like something on my second monitor yeah when i was like flip through like hulu or something and just try to find something i was like yeah there's way too much fucking shit on here yeah that i have zero interest in oh yeah that's true too um hulu's the worst at that oh, it's absolutely. either brand new stuff or all anime that's what it feels like is you don't right. have anything in between um but yeah i don't know because like there's a series that my dad has been telling me about that's really cool it's called turn uh washington's spies and it's an amc show about washington in the revolutionary war and more specifically what it said like directly says his spies during that war and how like revolutionary spies worked and how they operated because we were mostly familiarized with spies of the cold war we don't even get to the ones in world war ii world war one revolutionary war being like so far back there that we have they're just wasn't much information but they're developing a series about it so i'm really curious of that one i just added to my list and i was looking at it today i was like i don't know what i'm gonna watch that (laughs) (laughs) fuck i just added this to my list and i have no idea um but yeah it's just really weird like i I, i'm gonna put it this way like a cinematic universe is great because like i was telling you earlier you're just able to spin out different storylines from one universe right Sure, it gets a little crutchy when you get to the point where you have to have those universes cross over constantly or periodically or whatnot. But it doesn't have to be crutchy. It can be just a fun interaction to show a continuity in something that you're interested in. Right. I mean, the, you can apply both of those things yeah. to the, the numerous, or I guess it's just the one at this point, Flash Arrow crossovers yeah. we've seen. Because at one point, it's, it's really cool. But at other points, it's like, okay, you're doing this just so you can say that you did it. And spark more ratings during this period. Right. Yeah, it's it's odd seeing those things happen because then Marvel does it and it feels tasteful almost every time they've done it. Yeah, Like they've just done a super subtle job. It doesn't feel like it's forced. It doesn't feel like they're just trying to get another cop out. It feels like they're doing it for a specific reason. And in most cases, to drive storytelling. Um, I think that's the biggest point here that there's the looking at crossovers of these, these yeah. universes. You have the, the ideology of, oh, we're going to do this because it makes us money. Yeah. Or, oh, we're going to do this because we can take this idea and spin it into a really good story. Yeah. And, like, for instance, um, there's rumors going around right now that Scarlett Johansson's up for the lead role in the Swamp uh, Creature from Black Lagoon movie that's coming out uh, from Universal Pictures. It's going to be the first in their monster movie cinematic universe. Okay. And, yeah, so there's that, (laughs) like, that initial, like, okay thought. But then, like, you think about it, you're like, you know what that makes sense these monster movies have been around forever and there were old crossover films that were made too they just weren't done well what if we took the knowledge that we know now from a co- seeing other companies succeed and observing that closely and knowing okay if we're gonna do a cinematic universe it's got to be somewhat tasteful it's got to be done with the right touches um 
So we'll see. I mean, we'll wind up seeing Swamp Creature from the Black Lagoon will be the first in that cinematic universe. Um, that being said, that means there's still a lot to cover. Right. <laughs> Frankenstein, Wolfman, Drac- like a new Dracula that's actually going to be for this universe. Dracula Untold was its own standalone thing. Um, yeah, it's just weird knowing that like the, these things are going to happen and knowing that they will cross over in some capacity. Um, there's the concept that Universal has a bunch of the rights to the giant monster movies and that we're going to see more crossovers of that, like with even with Pacific Rim, because they were involved with that. Like, there definitely feels like there should be a limit. We Absolutely. don't know what that limit is at this point, but it just feels like there's a lot. Yeah, it just feels like it all the time. Like, I feel like I can't walk, like, go, okay, this thing is its own thing. I feel like things when they, nowadays, when they announce their own thing, the general consensus feels that it's weaker for it. You know what I mean? Like, I know even with, like, Lucy and stuff like that, it had this attitude around it that made it seem weaker. Obviously, it was weak due to storytelling, right. but even just releasing as a, a novel idea or even transcendence with Johnny Depp. Like, there's these things that are coming out in sci-fi and other mediums that are standalones that wind up feeling far weaker than they really are. Um, do you think part of that I don't think I would phrase this question right do you think that these these new ideas a lot of these new smaller ideas mm-hmm. that are coming out from these developers the fact that they're not hitting as well as they would hope the fact that they're not sticking really mm-hmm. kind of comes to the point where we are oversaturated with familiar content at this point yes I think that's a big part of it um, I mean it's like you look at people it's just like oh well I've grown up with with all these sci-fi universes, Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactic, Matrix, all these things, why should I care about Jupiter Ascending or some yeah, silly little idea yeah. that came out? Yeah. That looked really good in concept and everything, but just something went wrong and it didn't stick. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that. There's uh, a lot to be said about lazy writing nowadays, too. Absolutely. Um, with companies like Marvel really stepping the game up in that regard where they're like we're gonna make compelling storylines regardless of whatever dollar amount is assigned to this project like that doesn't matter to us what matters is making sure the story works that things like with um what was it jupiter ascending um that where we me and anthony critiqued it most was the fact the story was so bleh it was just so meh and weak and not well thought out um but then we also praised it for the core concepts the core elements that made that universe what it was and us going we're intrigued we want to see something that's not this garbage storyline you threw up but actually see something that's really in-depth and thought out in regards to this universe you just designed so i would agree i think 90 percent of the problem nowadays with poor products is that You have people now thinking abstractly about concepts and ideas for core elements and and things that make up the foundations of a universe, but then they're not fully thinking out beyond that moment. Um, Elysium had that problem where it was a really cool concept in theory until you got to the storytelling and then it was meh. Um, From what Anthony's made us or told us, that's how the uh, Chappie is too. Um, There are these things that are just consuming our entertainment time 
that are either going to be really great and you can kind of predict it ahead of time or when you're not sure it just usually winds up being bad well i think it, it kind of goes back to this whole thing that where we are as a viewing society mm-hmm. you have this point where there is the lazy and you have the really strong and i yeah. think the combination of the two makes the great stuff greater and the True. bad stuff worse it, 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 it greatly, even widens that gap even more yeah. than it really is because essentially you have the two weighing on each other yep i would uh, extremely agree with that just because it it's very uh blatant nowadays it feels that way anyways um kind of spin this off into another part of this um here's a hypothetical that i threw at you i think earlier this week you might have been too sick to even uh, acknowledge it appropriately but i was like (laughs) what if the warcraft movie does well and they spin off either a, C- a, a Netflix, Hulu series, something like that, that delves more into the lore or a storyline to bring it more to a wider audience. How would that make you feel? It, I mean, obviously, like I said, the Warcraft movie has to be good first. Right. War- Warcraft movie has to be good. Um, there's two ways that this could go. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously, that's with anything. It could be really cool because one of the most interesting part about the Warcraft universe mm-hmm. is the lore. You have characters like sylvanas who is was an elven archer defending her home from the undead to the point where arthas killed her ripped out her soul made her the banshee queen you know Mm -hmm. her one desire is to kill arthas for what she's done to him she finally does that uh, attempts to commit suicide realizes that the hell that's waiting for her is worse than anything else and makes a deal with these undead, um, essentially angels, yeah. that will keep her alive and immortal because the pain of actually dying and experiencing the hell that she's created her for herself and all the acts that she's done is worse in her eyes than living forever. Okay, yeah. See? You have these incredible characters, but it's just like it could go really bad in a series. But at the same time, like, like Blizzard has this, like, standard, like, always that if anything has their name on it and it's for story-related, it's going to be good. Yeah. They're not going to let – I mean, that's why I really have no worries about the Warcraft movie actually being nothing short of incredible. Mm -hmm. Because you have them so devoted to their storytelling, so involved in it all. There's no way – I mean, we've already seen it pushed back a decent amount. Yeah, for – because the, the principal shooting's already done. Right. Like, they're already done filming. It's now everything that comes after that they're trying to make perfect. An insane amount of visual effects. I'm sure. I'm sure the, oh, I'm sure. the audio and just all mm-hmm. the sound effects and that is insane. I mean, there's so much. They're, they have a very high name to uphold, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That they're Standard not, of excellence. Absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about it. I would love to coincide with the release of the game overwatch because that one even just from the couple trailers we've gotten we can tell there's actually like an in-depth thought like there's someone's actually thought a storyline before the events of that first trailer enough to set up that sto- like that moment like you can walk in and go oh yeah i get it but there's history within that world well, i mean the same thing could be said yet. about about league in the sense yeah. where every single character no matter how cool and often mm-hmm. how shitty the lore is for those characters, you know, the fact is, is that Riot took the time to essentially 
established lore for each and every single mm-hmm. one of these characters that they put into their games. Yeah. Blizzard did the same thing with Overwatch. Mm-hmm. They, you have both these companies who are – because there's two sides of this entire thing. When you're looking at, at games like MMOs, when you look at Dobas like yep. League or whatever Overwatch is eventually going to become, or Health Heroes of Storm to this extent. Yeah. You have the just the base of it all, mm-hmm. that it's a game and people are going to play because they enjoy it. You have the people who are going to take an extra step yeah. and be like, okay, why am I devoted to this character? What has this character gone through? What – made them the person they are today what kind of plays into their their combat style and stuff yeah. like that because i mean i i know there were plenty of people who went through warlords of draenor and have no care or no clue what's going on with the story True. but they still enjoy the game as much as me yeah and you have me who the second the story ideas for this expansion were announced i was just like oh my god this is going to be incredible mm-hmm. and i agree like you have all these little like I've never read like the quest descriptions as much as I have during this expansion because how much of the universe they're creating and how in depth it mm-hmm. is. And I mean people have said the Warlords is the best expansion and I mean I agree with them a hundred percent, but Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm trying to think like if there was any franchise that I'd like to see come to fruition, especially with like the advent that Powers is on Netflix or on uh, PlayStation network. Have you um, still been keeping up with that? Yeah, I, I, I watch still it once a week. Even watched any of it. Yeah, I've been watching once a week. Um, they took it in a completely different direction than the comics, while keeping only like a few pinpoint moments. In a good or a bad way? Neutral. Okay. Um, I'd say it's on par. It's just the best part of the original. When I remember reading the books, was the long-held mystery of who Walker was, and like I said when I first announced my like general review of the first episode. They ruined that in the first five minutes. So from there, like I had to reshape my whole mindset around the show because I realized a few other characters they had drastically changed it completely, um, and it sets up a different world. It's it's kind of like um, God. What would be a good series to reference it to? It's just any series where you've had the characters established in one storyline, then you take them and you go, okay. Here they are in an alternate timeline, essentially, with a different set of situations. What happens now? Hera, what? There you go. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Couldn't resist. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, or the way that I compared Flash to the original in the sense that it's this is existing in a timeline where the original didn't happen, but all the villains still existed at that time. So, like, there's this, like, developing feature within Powers that's very much along those lines. Um I still love seeing Eddie Izzard play the remorseful villain. Oh, so good. Um, Ch- Charlotte Copley is pretty damn good, too, as a hero. He's got some weird mannerisms sometimes. <laughs> but he's South African, so I'm not too familiar with South African mannerisms, and I'm sure that's what he's <laughs> expressing. Um, yeah, I don't know. There isn't a whole lot with that series that's bad. It's just... I've been watching it just for the sake of keeping up. There, I think there was something that happened recently that I was just like, okay, I'm ready for the next one now, which is every Tuesday. Those are on there. But, um, yeah, as I think about it, there's not a whole lot of franchises out there that haven't either been turned into something or are going to be. Like, I'm excited about the Dark Tower. That would have been one, but lo and behold, it's being we'll made. We'll eventually see Titans, which is probably my most anticipated out of yeah everything that DC will be developing. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, Halo's had numerous pro- projects throughout the years that have been made into some form of entertainment. I mean, we've seen, you could say Red vs. Blue is an awkward, weird side expansion story of its own. But look creation. how much of a thing it's turned Rooster Teeth into. Exactly. But um, just to continue that thought, though, is like then you have other production groups doing their own things, but then you also have 343 main doing all the novels, all the um, the live action sh- uh, forward into dawn. You had the legends animations, um, which a lot of the hardcore fans also don't like that one. But I really love what happened in legends. Um, more to the point that it was just a spectacle of what was going on in the series in terms of um, showing off really like that's all I was, that series was to me that whole like legends sh- set of shorts was like these are things that happen in terms of actions less on storytelling the stories in that thing I guess diehards I know uh, Andrew for one has sometimes critiqued that series um but yeah, it's just interesting because like I don't as I'm thinking about it, like there's not a whole lot that hasn't been adapted yet, you know. I'd like to see a live action Miles Morales Spider Man at some point, um, but that's probably gonna happen anyway, so I don't really have to hope too hard. Right. Um, Do you think they like would ever pull off a good Spider Man live action TV Netflix whatever series? If they go that route, absolutely, it would make more sense. It'd be it, Think of any current, say, like, I guess you could say, like, Disney Channel or Nickelodeon type high school age series. Remove the usual Disney Channel quirks and put in Marvel quirks, where it's still there's some comedy, but it's a little bit more in that teenage, actual teenage, not like teenagers made, made for t- kids age stuff. Okay. Kind of um, see where you're going with this, but. Yeah, it's hard to compare. Like, I'm trying to think of a good high school age tv series on air that actually did that and i guess smallville kind of did that but you felt like tom Tom, i think his name is tom wellington or something like that but uh you always look at him and go he was like 24 doing playing a 16 year old 17 year old jesus is what it looked like i'm sure he was closer to 20 but he just naturally was always larger it was hard to be like you are a 15 16 year old guy you are a child i need you to convince <sighs> other people shaves his face like and, yeah that was always a, uh, a thing with that series for me but um yeah if they did a true like high school age kid and actually did like a true spider-man-esque where you actually had quippy one-liners but also he really truly got gets bullied at school like walking past in the halls slap books out of his arms like the real like what does occur in real life kind of bullying um it'd be good um i feel like they think it's better for a film when personally i think it's it's definitely much more of a series kind of thing right Um, i mean i sticking with spider-man i i feel like it's hard to say because a lot of the film adaptations have not been the best. Exactly. It's difficult. But I still feel like that might be the best medium for him. I've thought that for a while. Um, being that he changes so much in such a short amount of time, I feel like a series fits that better. It, you're able to show the gradual change over a season rather than one movie, two movie, three movie. That's hard to show the change in character, change in character development, goals, things of that nature. 
Um, I felt like the second movie in the original trilogy that was felt rushed that he was going into the part of his life that he was going to give up on Spider-Man as a profession. Um, that felt way too rushed, honestly. You got to that second film, and then like within 10 minutes, he starts losing his powers, and then within like in less than an hour, he puts the costume in the trash can. Like, Technically, he's been on screen for four hours, if you want to count the first movie, too, and he's already given up on being Spider-Man. That felt way wrong. Within four hours of becoming Spider-Man, you have given up on being <laughs> that Spider-Man. Mean, yeah, at least with what you see visually. Yeah. Um, you're just made aware of the fact that time has changed. But we'll see. I'm I'm hoping that Marvel nudges Sony to do the right thing, maybe produce another PlayStation series in conjunction that with Marvel Studios. That would be cool. Yes. That could be super cool. I would love that. I would. That'd be my favorite thing. I would probably binge watch the crap out of that as much as I could. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot out there that isn't already being made. I'm trying to think of even the the comic books that I haven't that I've read, but I haven't really messed around with in terms of like trying to find any sort of like TV movie adaptations. I think. I mean, you already mentioned it too, but I feel like if they actually did a well written whether it was, it would it would have to be a Netflix series, honestly, but yeah, a Warcraft series. I mean, I feel like it would work. I mean, what I would love to see is an episode delving with the lore of each character, but I really don't feel like that would work. I even had a small thought. I don't think it would work at all. I just want to put it out there because I think it's kind of cool. If they went the dot hack sign route, that everyone's aware that it's a video game. But they put on like in that sh- in that animated series, uh, they put on. They became the characters in the game, but there was always like a weird like glitch in the system, and they would become like primary like. It'd be like say you're playing, which you do on a daily basis, and then like randomly one day you sign on, and the game kind of glitches and turns you into an actual piece of lore as well as yes, I'm okay as with well this. as you become the true hero, and you actually do wind up saving the real digit. It's almost like a cross. It's a little bit Digimon-y in that way. Where it kind of decides. Know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I, I, I am the true hero <laughs> exactly. of Azeroth. I don't um, know if you, you know this, but there are numerous threads on the heroics of Garthalak and his adventures throughout Azeroth. But I, except I think, for none of them. But I feel like a dot hack science style of storytelling wouldn't be bad because if you marry up the fact that you have people that recognize and realize they're in a fictional world experiencing the lore firsthand while also slowly growing and becoming the true heroes of the story would be actually kind of a really cool interpretation um that being said i don't want it to be like the south park episode where they kept cutting into the graphics of the game that'd be a little bit too much but right. if if it could well, translate I mean, look it better at, i mean the if they were to do a series and maybe this is what the warcraft movie will actually end up being a lot of of those those big cinematics like usually it's like the the big trailer cinematics yeah that just i mean they're heavily you know cgi and animated yeah but they look really good and that could work really really well for a series i mean going back to it what i would like to see is a character delving on the lore of each character yeah. i don't think that would work i think they'd almost have to do seasons of time periods and watching these characters evolve yeah over the god the 300 years that the warcraft lore has been in place but that's where i like i think if an, if they did the whole thing of like someone going into the game 
and then experiencing the lore firsthand, you could tell some pretty cool storylines. Maybe. Um, and be able to jump around in time without feeling like it's a cop out or there's time travel or oh we're skipping hundreds of years it's just like okay this guy signed in and he's doing this story arc right now and then do like three to four episodes on that story arc and then he moves on to the next quest i feel like if it would actually probably work best as a web series if they were to do something like that probably i actually would agree with that too but um basically to wrap up everything here Mm -hmm. looking at all these franchises you know basically like you said there's there's a lot that has been done and there's there's not anything that jumps out at me immediately that, like, oh, they need to do this right now. Right, right. There's – we're just a, a constantly consuming – entertainment-consuming yeah. race at this point. Right. And there's so much out there that to the point where it's it's almost toxic. Yeah. I mean, you, we've, we've seen the reactions have people have had towards this when it's like, oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones? Well, what kind of human are you? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, um yeah i don't know i mean like as i'm trying to even think right now just very objectively about all this like i'll put i'm even putting marvel aside because i kind of just in my head have already figured they're gonna wind up touching everybody at some point in time like i can just ignore all that um i don't know there's not a whole lot out there that makes me crazy in terms of like needing to see something um trying to think of novels even that i've read over the years because they wound up making harry potter into a franchise of course they see there's a petition to remake an aragon movie right now i don't care (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of where i am at this point like i was so obsessed with the books growing up see that was a series that came right after harry potter started i was in fourth grade when the first harry potter book came out and somehow i just sort of missed aragon because i was so wrapped up in the harry potter craze um probably the same thing could be said for most tweeny girls that are now in their 20s that got obsessed with twilight when that came out oh is that that was, that was a specific time that you kind of had to just be there you know um i don't know it is weird but yeah i've been trying to think over time now and i just can't like everything's going to be turned into uh a series or a film um i don't know I'd like to see Godzilla develop into an actual real good series if it could beyond this first film that just came out last summer uh, develop further I'd be excited about that Um, I'll call you back in a sec Jesus Uh, sorry my phone is going off like crazy Um, but anyways um, I don't know because like even the ones that I would would have liked to have seen at one point for instance Dragon Ball Z failed miserably when it tried going live action into a franchise um even though we're excited about attack on titan part of me is terribly apprehensive about the idea of a live action one. right um i've thought about the few that i love bleach and naruto even one piece a little bit but i've i've just never thought of that could be possible like yeah no. i just have no interest in seeing i don't that think one. it would work at all um bleach being the one that'll probably work best Um, Bleach is probably the one that will work, wind up working best with Naruto being issuey if they try to do it that way. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where some of it's also culturally centric. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess just to wrap this up, 
what are your favorite franchises and why and is there anything that you would like to see end or begin in terms of franchises um shoot us an email at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com or comment directly to our facebook Facebook. page we'll go ahead and uh throw up a post with this exact question Mm -hmm. please feel free to respond we will talk about your guys's posts in the next podcast um as always same thing any questions topics you would like to hear us our opinions on again shoot to geek domination listeners at gmail.com or comment directly to the facebook page and you can follow us at twitter as well and we have a youtube channel there's nothing really going on there at the moment but you can subscribe early and once everything's up and running you'll be getting updates as they come out soon trademark yep 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 so we'll see you guys next week all right bye